2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to the Life, Death, and Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. I know it seems like a strange combination but that gives me a unique view of life and death. Death can be scary, I get that. That's why I'm doing this. I wanna help people explore life, death, and what it all means. We are born and we die. What we do in the middle is the space between. Christina Rasmussen is an acclaimed grief editor and author of Second Firsts and Where Did You Go?, both of which she has written after she lost her husband at the age of 35 to cancer. She is the founder of the Life Reentry Institute and has helped countless people break out of what she coined the waiting room of grief to rebuild their lives through her life reentry model. With this, she introduces a new model of grief based on the science of neuroplasticity. She describes grief as a catalyst for redefining identity and outlines the process of reentry or returning to life. Her mission is to change the way we grieve, the way we live, and how we define our potential in this life and hereafter. Here is Christina's story. Christina was devastated after the death of her husband when he was just 35. With two small children, she was not sure how she would go on.
2: So after um, my husband uh, passed away in 2006, Amy, I was so distraught and so devastated that I thought I was going to die too. I, and I had two little kids to take care of. And, and for people who don't know me, I did my master's um, in counseling psychology in the UK. And I also did my thesis on the stages of bereavement because I was in awe of anyone who could help others who lost their loved ones. I would call myself as, a, as someone who loved people so much that I couldn't possibly imagine losing them. And that's why I had turned to uh, studying grief even prior to to what happened. Mm -hmm. And I I remember my professor at the time saying, Christina, you're such a happy person. Why in the world would you want to study grief? I'm like, I love people so much. How do you survive? How do you find your way back to life after you lose someone? Um, When Biana died, um, I thought I lost my mind. nothing that I had studied could have prepared me for this and 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 I talk about this in the book and I remember sitting at the next to the the bed the hospital bed and and when when he passed and I had read all these books about the soul living the body and da 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 and I was like uh, (laughs) and you can't see me People were listening. I was looking up, right? I was like, and all I could see was the fluorescent lights, and there was nothing there. My experience was not extraordinary. I wasn't like seeing angels and hearing the choir from heaven, or <laughs> and, do you know what I, mean? right. I wish I could sit here and say, Oh, I had this near death experience, and I, I saw like I did not have any of that.
3: Christina was always scared about what happened to us when we die and where we go. To the point that she told her dying husband, if there was a way for him to visit, she did not want any part of it.
2: I was actually, as a matter of fact, I was so petrified of what death was, where he went, that um, since he had terminal cancer, we had a lot of conversations about him, his passing. And one of the funny conversations was that I used to tell him, don't you come back. Scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come back turning on and on the light, the lights. Right, right. Don't you make noises. Uh-uh. <laughs> so you weren't even you weren't even open to the idea of him coming. Whatever it is, I will find out when I die. Um, I was very curious as to exactly what happens, but I was so afraid of delving Stepping into that world that I wouldn't even consider. I mean, if you had told me then that in 2019 you will write a book about where you go and you will be taking people to the other side, right? So called other side, right? I would say, ha ha ha, that is so funny. You say that, that will never happen. After the
3: death of her husband, Christina wrote a book called Second First and began the Life Reentry Institute to help grieving people move through their grief. But she was still left with this nagging question to her husband. Where did you go? So Christina started
2: to seek out answers. What, what happened to him, really? Now that I was able to breathe again and live again and, and have a life again, I wanted to know more, and I started looking. And Amy... The very first surprising thing that happened was that when I started to really look, I didn't find ghosts and spirits that are stuck in in the world. I didn't Mm -hmm. find the scary things that people talk about. And of course, I was looking first um, at understanding reality. Because for me, understanding what this world is made of also held the keys and the clues as to what it is that happens when we die.
3: Christina wrote a book that is unlike any other, where she takes readers on a journey so they themselves can answer the question, where did you go?
2: So this is trying to change the way we look at death, the way we look at the so-called afterlife, the way we Find it, uh, find our way there without having to die or having a near-death experience, and um, you know I'm I'm sitting here smiling because there was no way I was going to write a book like people would expect. I know that people when they buy this book expect something similar to what's already out there, and there's a bigger audience that would buy this book even if it was written like that. Absolutely, that was not the book I I, I believe in. (laughs) That's not the book I want to write. So this book starts out. By explaining to you um, what reality is made of and how we have to take use our brain so it can take us all the way to the edge of this dimension so then consciousness can take over and when our consciousness can take over more mindfully and for lack of a better word, then we are able to find ourselves in a deeper reality that has no time and space, mm-hmm. that everything that has ever been born, <laughs> everything that has ever been created lives in, and and that includes our people, their consciousness.
3: In Where Did You Go, Christina lays out Each chapter to be a different journey into a different level of consciousness. And you spend about a week on each chapter
2: learning the journeys. This is about a higher level awareness of consciousness of what we are made of and that death. And and when a lot of people ask me, what is death, Christina? Death is is a gateway to a higher level of consciousness. So the book is set up in a way that takes every reader through each chapter with a specific journey. Each journey takes every reader deeper and deeper into this reality, away from the seeming, seemingly solid third dimension.
3: The third dimension is the current world in which we live. But much of Christina's work is based on the concept of the holographic universe.
2: But the holographic principle, and you know, and the, and, and what the holographic universe is, is that this reality is being projected through a, a, a lower dimension, and it's it's our brain and and eyes that is taking um, light and converting it into an image. So when when we look down into this reality with a microscope, we actually find that solid matter is just um, energy that vibrates differently.
3: Mm-hmm. That's all there mm-hmm. is. Is actually, it's and not, that's the concept of string theory, which yes. you talk about in the book. Yes, it's
2: not. It's not. Um, you know, people, uh, a lot of uh, physicists say this is this is an illusion. It is an illusion, not because it's not real but because it looks more real than it is. okay. <laughs> I know, right? And I actually I've never said it like this before. It looks more real than it is. Right. We think this reality is the most real one versus the ones outside of this dimension.
3: Christina's book focuses on teaching people how to connect to deeper levels of consciousness to be able to observe a different level of reality.
2: The first step is about cheating the brain to believe that there's an opening, a door. Right. So a lot of people see door, a door. A lot of people see an opening of any kind. So your opening could be a door, it could be anything. Um, we label what is invisible so the brain can't see it. And once we do that, then the brain says, oh, okay, I can believe, I can go there. I can um, – this is a door. I understand what this is. So it enters that pathway, that, that, that new gateway. And then slowly we teach the brain in the second, in the second step to uh, let go and for consciousness to step outside of the body, uh, called the super-watcher journey. And consciousness steps out of the body, and the moment we experience that, then we are more free to fly and float and experience uh, reality without a body. And I did that. So, for example, I've been journeying for over two years now. I don't have to, now at this point, I don't have to say exit the body and, and journey. I immediately, I don't even have to see a door, I just... Go Right. Um, But it takes training and practice and doing and repeating and so on. Um, The third step is, um, well, we actually do an exercise called the object exercise, because the brain has to believe that where you're going is a real place.
3: As Christina guides people through their journeys in the book, she wants people to experience validations of what they are seeing. This is called an object experience. In this experience, people see objects in their journey that then they eventually find in reality in this dimension. Hold
0: up.
2: Once, once you realize that these, are, these two places, seeming two places, is they're just the same place, are connected, your brain lets go even more and says, okay, now, oh, my God, I can't believe we had someone in that group. They, she saw this, what was it, um, crystal lotus flower um, in her journey. I mean, like... The so she m-
3: saw a crystal lotus flower in... In mm-hmm. her meditation, for lack of a better word, right? I mean That's, it's a meditation. Yeah. Um, she sees it in the journey. The journey, comes back, goes to the grocery the store or goes went somewhere you know, to work.
2: Yes. And, and then suddenly that appears in reality. So she lost her mind, she bought it, she bought two and brought them into her house. And I have chills because I mean this is just one example of many, but I have chills because when that happens, I mean, what do you just do? You just brought literally brought something from that reality here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just start doing that your life, my dear listener. <laughs> and Amy. Right. is completely just you are the creator. you are the observer. you, your consciousness can retrieve, can bring, can create can enhance, it can do anything.
3: Creating your own reality is not something you have to be grieving for to do.
2: So if you are not grieving and you, someone said to me, when are you gonna stop hiding the beauty of your books Uh, because both of my books are about life and living (laughs) Uh, when are you going to stop hiding your books uh, under the umbrella of death and grief and I said you know what Um, it's a very good question and that's why I'm writing fiction next and we'll talk about that but it's a very good question but I believe that life the biggest lives and the biggest experiences are hiding um, under grief tragic moments in our life so if you are picking up this book and you haven't, you know, lost a loved one. When you enter the doorway, just be open to guides and angels, because a lot of um, a lot of my visitations are from guides and higher consciousness entities, uh, masters, teachers. So, so you're, you're going into a place where creation begins. I mean, it, it, you don't have to meet a loved one there.
3: Christina contends grief is an essential part of losing someone you love.
2: I wish I could take all of the grief away and I wish I could eradicate pain from the world, but pain serves purpose. Stuckness from pain doesn't. So we are supposed to experience the devastating aftermath of grief. We are. And we are supposed to miss them terribly that's what love is, mm-hmm. that's what oh. love transcends time and space. It feels like missing because we still love them, even though they're not. I'm going to use the words that I relate to, and I hope the world starts to communicate more about death like this. They stop projecting their hologram, because this is a hologram. The holographic universe, and the holographic principle, if you've seen Star Wars and you know, the, it's, it's a whole, this is, this is a projection out into the world. This third dimension is a holographic experience. So when someone dies from this experience, it's just that we can't see their hologram.
3: Right. And you said what I love. I think it's my favorite quote in the book. Um, when we die, we die in someone else's reality, not our own.
2: And this was inspired by an incredible physicist um, called Robert Lanza. And he wrote two books, Biocentrism and Beyond Biocentrism. And he talks about how when, and, and, and when, he, when he talked about this, it just it knocked me out of my, like, I was like, I can't believe this. this. This makes a lot of sense. So when someone dies, they die here. They don't die where they are. Mm -hmm. they don't die in their experience so if I'm if I'm I'm about to die I see my beloveds crying and being upset but I'm still here they Mm -hmm. just don't know it and imagine if that's true if that is a fact and we have been told to stop the communication and the and the connection we've been told like you need to just that's it it's over what if they can hear us? Meaning, well,
3: and, and they can right? I mean, that's... <laughs> that was the question I was asking
2: before I started. What, what, what if, what if I, what if I can ask for something and there's some kind of response somehow? What if that, what if we're not supposed to wait for them to give us signs? What if we're supposed to go and find them? What if we are the ones visiting them? I mean, why is this? Someone said in one of my social media, Instagram says, was it the phone rings both ways and I loved it.
3: Despite Christina's husband no longer existing in this current reality where she can hug him and talk about her day, Christina addresses what it was like to encounter her husband in another reality.
2: So at first I would say that um, it was not, it didn't feel groundbreaking when I first started the journey and going in and 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 a lot of and I felt like like a lot of people do sometimes am I imagining this because I am like the most you know I don't know normal human being like I'm not like I didn't I wasn't born spiritual and like oh my gosh you know like this is not me. otherwise I would have written one of those like oh your spirit guides here to guide you no Right. This right. is not the book. This is not the expert. This is not the writer. This I am like. Um, can I connect? So when I see people saying, "No, was this my imagination?" This is why in the book I'm like, "This you're going to be questioned, and you'll know when it's not your imagination." So I've had connections, and 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 it was good, and and I experienced things with with objects and synchronicity enough to believe this is real. So when I started putting it into the group, that is when I had the most extraordinary experience for myself when i journeyed with the 50 people so i took them i guided them in and when we went there i saw my husband um waiting for me at a french cafe was completely and i and i'm like and then i asked myself why is that why is he at the french cafe in france he's in paris and and I remembered that after he'd finished um, high school, he took a year out and he went to France. And he had told me once that that's one of his favorite places. And I'm just, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that makes sense. And the moment I saw him, he stood up and he said to me, bring the girls. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. I know. And I'm going to share something with you today also that... Um, will blow your mind. It has blown my mind and I've shared it in the private group. Um, it will really t- take this conversation to a, a level. This is nothing what I'm sharing. So in my journey, I brought the girls. Um, I have taken my own kids to the temple journey. They've had their own experiences as well. And we hugged. And it was as if we were creating a new memory. of the, And they were older now, of course. They're Right.
3: Because um, they were really
2: young. When, when he died, they were four and six years old. Right. And I loved them so much. And so when I brought them there, they were older and that was it. And we left and we came back and how my relationship is now when I need something, I'll ask, I'll ask for him to show up. And he does. Um, Sometimes he's there just from afar. A lot of people see their beloved just there with the knowing. And there's a lot of communication that takes place. So uh, when I was writing the book, um, I was, I said to him earlier, earlier in the state said, just, just give me a sign. I said like that I'm going the right direction. And I went to bed and I slept and I dreamed an actual big white sign with the letter B on it. Cause his first name starts with a B <laughs> and someone was holding it up. Like it was the funniest thing. Like, okay, I got the sign. Um, he, I believe has been a big part of this journey. I think he has helped me from the other side very much. I, I want to tell you a couple of these things that are the, the small mind blowing thing is um, that when I first started creating this journey, it was called beyond Reentry. It wasn't called the tumble journey. So mm-hmm. I, I would send my, um, my Google doc with all the steps back and forth to my assistant. And it was called the Google doc was called BR steps. And I didn't know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't see, I didn't experience uh, at all anything. One day she looks at me she said are you seeing what I'm seeing <laughs> and that was his initials mm-hmm. uh, Rasmussen yeah BR he didn't have a middle name and it was BR steps for weeks uh, the class was gonna on Beyond Reentry so I think he guided me to this mm-hmm. but this is the part that I'm going to share with you now um, then I'm just starting to be more public about it I think um, because it was such a personal moment and um, before losing Biana, um, we had a baby girl, and she was born um, and prematurely um, after 12 hours of labor. She had um, a condition called triploidy in her heart, so she couldn't really survive outside of um, of my body. Like, she wasn't able to, to to breathe air normally and so on so she passed when she was born um and i don't know why but i never saw her in my journeys or never looked for her i was not afraid um of seeing her but i wish maybe i wasn't ready for that mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago all of a sudden one day there she was in the journey and Amy, she was not a baby. She was three or four years old, standing next to my dog Tyson, who passed in September. And I look at her, and I knew who she was immediately. Right. She had brown, brown hair. I, I My girls had blonde hair, very blonde, for the first 10 years of her life, so she was slightly different. And I asked her in the journey, I said, why are you coming as a three or four-year-old, not as there's a baby, and, and why now? And she said that she had two points of exit. She was either going to leave as a baby or she was going to leave as three to four years old. And she says, um, I'm the, in the proof of this reality and that reality connected. She said, if I had left at three or four years old, your grief would have been so devastating. You wouldn't have been able to do the work that you've done. Um, I leave this journey. I come back, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like... And I'm not sharing with anyone I'm like after all these years, why now? And it hit me. Do you know what the date of my book release
3: was the day she was born or the day she died?
2: Twenty years ago. It was the twenty she was born and died on the same day. The twentieth anniversary oh. of her birth and death of the release of the book exact day just and I don't choose I don't I I didn't think about it I um, right I'm
3: sure as the book evolved it this looked like the right date to launch it right
2: like I don't choose the date right we don't um, this was um, oh the publisher chooses the date. oh Oh, (laughs) this has nothing to do with me at all Um, The publisher chooses the day a year prior to the launch. And what happened was very, um, we had, the first date was, they chose the date October 16th and um, they were running behind on edits. And then the date moved to November 20 something. Um, They were running behind and then they said, okay, this is it. This is the final day, October 18th. And I didn't think anything of it. Didn't cross my mind. Didn't think of it. There was nothing at all until she visited in the temple and it just hit me and I'm like this is the 20th exactly 1998 20th anniversary of her death is the release of my book and yes for everyone listening I don't choose my release dates they also has no say in when the book is going to come out they do they tell you <laughs> so
3: and by they maybe we don't even mean the publisher right
2: oh we're probably (laughs) not yeah but they think it's their their decision right 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 right. which
3: which which i think again speaks to right like the publisher thinks they're choosing a date this is a whole nother conversation but are they really who's really doing the choosing here While Christina has written two life-altering books, she opines on how
2: one should approach her work. So where did you go can be read if you're looking for a spiritual healing first versus a practical life-altering change in your life. So are you? do you need to experience this journey to be able to say, okay, fine, I get it now, I understand what death is, what it isn't, where we go, what happens now I'm going to build my life next, then you read second first. or do you need to get your life to a place where you feel you can breathe and feel slightly whole again and then say now I have the guts and the courage to enter that and find Mm -hmm. out where it's gone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it depends on who you are um, and and how you're processing this if it was me well obviously I did it you had to do it in the order you did it, right? (laughs) I I couldn't even contemplate going there because I was just I was like I'm too afraid and we actually and and I am smiling for those who can't see me I love it I love it both of my books um, and and, and I can understand the reason for for this one but when Second First was written and released I had hundreds of emails people saying I can't open it I can't open it. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready because they could tell the moment they started to read this, they would have to change their life and move forward. Mm-hmm. And then we have people for this book saying the same thing is like, mm-hmm. I have a book. I can't open it. Should I open it? And then we have people reading all the way to when the journey begins and they stop there and like, I haven't done the journey yet. I'm getting ready to do the journey. So trust your i'm I'm excited that it is so important that that people find it so significant, and it's not just a book, and let's open the book and no. you know so this is this is a
3: this is a step into a real spiritual awakening, a spiritual enlightenment um and I've done different types of journeying before I've done shamanic journeying. Um, I've, I meditate, I do sound meditation. So I'm kind of trying to, so for me, and I, I only did, um, I did the door and the watcher and, you know, who showed up for me in the watcher was the person who usually shows up for me when I call in a guide. Um, which was so interesting for me and validating. I was like, oh, there you are again. Yeah, yeah. You actually
2: are with me. Um, and there's more guides and you, the more, and every journey that you will experience from everything that I'm reading from everyone else and my own experience, but having access to so many journeys from so many people gives me, oh, the dimension of the work that I couldn't have had any other way. Most people, I would say 90% of the people who are journeying, their, every journey is different. From the one mm-hmm. before, they're all surprised. They think, because part of them believes that their, their imagination is creating it. Right, right. The thing is, if your imagination was creating it, it would be limited actually. You would just be going the same place. You, for those who can't experience the journey, that would not be a problem because it would just be your imagination, you would be creating the door. The thing is, you can't make this happen for real unless it's happening. And, uh, and for people who, um, if you're reading the book and you are um, not getting there, what I do when I, when I haven't had an impactful journey for a while, I weekly, I go to the float, the, the sensory deprivation, uh, I mean, the moment your senses are shut down and you start a journey, <laughs> it's amazing.
3: There are many different ways that you can begin to explore
2: Christina's work. So the, the very first thing I say is if you want if you want the book, just go on Amazon and put Where Did You Go? Um, and my name, Christina Rasmussen, and the book will show up. If you wanted to look at it in more detail, go to uh, com. Um, if you want to find out more about me and my, my programs and trainings, go to ChristinaRasmussen.com. Uh, if you want to find out about the Life Reentry Weekend, which is a three-day, once a year, I don't do that more than once, once a year in Phoenix, and Arizona, um, we step into the Life reentry process, and I will be adding um, some of this into the days uh, that we are together. It's called the Life Reentry Weekend, and you can find more information about this on uh, LifeFreeEntry.com. Um, and and I always believe, and when I always say, is people was like, "Oh, should I, buy? I said should I buy the book should I come there. Um, I believe that you'll be guided to my work. Um, mm-hmm. This is—it's either you're ready for it or you're not. And when you are, I don't have to. Nobody like you're coming. There's nothing, right. you know, stop you. Nothing can stop you from that. So right. you the book, you'll find the work. Um, And enjoy the ride and know that you get to create anything you want, if only you believe that you can.
3: Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Curious about what comes next and what it all means? You can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.